This podcast claims to talk real life with real people. Well, it doesn't get more down to earth than today's guest. And Bubba is calling you to listen in. Like he's calling a hunting dog into the back of a pickup truck. Come on, Blue. Here, boy. Bailey Shepard felt the sting of being deep in the bottle, but found his way out by going back to good old-fashioned coon hunting. And here's your host, Bubba Seaman. Okay, welcome back for part two with Bailey Shepard. We are going to get into the segments in just a second, but... If this is your first time listening, be sure and check us out on our social media, Facebook, Instagram pages, all that good stuff. Uh, Wherever you're listening, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, make sure and like us, follow us, comment, uh, leave a five-star, do all that stuff. That way it helps drive more people to the podcast so our numbers keep growing. This is a new segment we're going to start adding. I added a new one uh, on the last episode with Dan Cooper called Gen Z Slang, and that went over really well. So we're going to start another new one. This one's called the Dumb Dad Segment. This is uh, my kids. This is kind of like my alter ego, Dumb Dad. When when I do something really stupid, my kids remind me, oh, Dumb Dad just showed up. And uh, it's happened when me and my daughter were hunting, and I cost her a deer because I thought she was aiming at the wrong one. So I was nudging her gun barrel Uh, towards the one that I thought she should have been shooting. But obviously when you're sitting next to someone, angles do not line up. And she was actually on the right one and she didn't end up getting that. So it's a whole long story. Uh, Maybe we'll talk about it here sometime. But that's that's who Dumb Dad is. So on this segment, I am going to hopefully not very often tell you where I was wrong or misspoke or uh, did whatever uh, misinformation on a previous episode. And I did have two of those recently. Uh, One was, in a previous episode, I was talking about the after-school enrichments. Uh, That would be on the, uh, I think it was Halloween, playoff football, and Live Like Carson episode that I did by myself. We were talking about the after-school enrichment program that the elementary used to do, where parents could volunteer and do things with the kids uh, after school in the spring and fall for a week. And I did the football camp thing, and my wife, I said, did nail art. And no, that was not, it was not nail art. Uh, Her and Jen Hughes did scrapbooking. So let the record state that I was wrong, that they did scrapbooking. And I'm sure there's some, some girls who remember doing that with them. Uh, So that was, that was a good thing. Really fun. Okay. And then the other one was some possible confusion at some point in the past either on our social media or on an episode, I was talking about how thankful I was that my wife shared the gospel with me in high school, that she told me about Jesus and that we all need forgiveness of sin and all that good stuff. Uh, And it may have came off like I responded really well then. And I, I... I'm thankful for her telling me that my thoughts and opinions were were not biblically accurate, but that doesn't mean I responded to the gospel then. I did not respond until I was 20. So there may have been some confusion from people who knew me in high school and said, wait a minute, if Sarah shared the gospel with him at 14, 15, why the heck was he the way he was? Well, that's because I 
I maybe heard the truth, but I didn't respond to it. So that's why I was the way I was. So I hope none of you caught the mistake on the last episode, but I'm guessing you all did. At some point, we were talking, me and Bailey were talking about uh, confirmation, and, you know, lots of lots of people up here grew up in a Lutheran church, and they went through confirmation, and we were just talking about him going through that and things like that, and I started talking about my future son-in-law and how he went through it. But I referred to him as my wife's fiancé. If you caught that, you obviously know how stupid that sounds. Yes, that would be my daughter's fiancé, not my wife's fiancé. So, there you go. I stand corrected. I am not too proud to admit when I'm wrong. Hopefully we never have to do this segment again, but I got a feeling we're going to be doing it all too often. So, but now we're going to put Bailey Shepherd on the hot seat here. We're going to get into some fun segments, some serious stuff, all that. So, Bailey, welcome back. How's it going? It's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> The magic of uh, recording in your basement. Okay, we're going to start with the Pastor Tommy segment. This is that segment where I said uh, I I named it after my former pastor. He always hoped that there was a movie theater room in heaven, and you could get to choose to see anything when you get there. Is there something you would want to see biblically or something when you get there? Yeah, so being a welder and like to build stuff with my hands. Yeah. I would love to see Noah building his ark. Okay. And what all went into that. Yeah, yeah. And then also, you know, the loading of all the animals. And yeah, yeah. That's That would be just pretty how impressive. They built something that massive. Yeah, they depicted it in a comedy movie called Evan Almighty with uh, with the guy who was, um, who was oh, I'm drawing a blank, what's his name? Who's the boss from The Office? Uh, Michael Scott. Michael Scott. Yeah, that guy was in this movie, Evan Almighty, and and he claimed, you know, he wanted to be a politician to just change the world, and God called him out on it and said, yeah, okay, well, I'll use you to change the world, and, and yeah, he made him build the ark, and it showed all these kind of primitive tools and how they possibly, Noah, maybe rolled things and used leverage and different things, and uh, if you want to see the ark, just, you know, they, they built that life-size replica down in the Kentucky, Ohio area, it's, it's pretty cool, but... Yeah, that'd be impressive to see. It was quite the feat, I'm sure. So how about the Doug Heffernan segment? This would be uh, Doug Heffernan from King of Queens. My my wife always likes to throw this in my face, you know, that, that Doug Heffernan always kind of lived off past glory days. I don't have any past glory days. I just, as the years go by, I tend to make myself out to be better than I was at football, and it's just the stories just grow. So do you got any good, you know, stories or moments from the high school glory days? Well, I guess how you want to look at it but i got kicked out of my egg class for arguing with the substitute teacher that all kids need to go to college okay and you know because at the time you know i had friends in the military yeah friends that wanted to take that route i wanted to but for what i wanted to do and the trouble i got in i couldn't okay and i had a pretty good friend younger than me who was dead set on going to the military and he did and he is and it's just you know i don't think all the kids need go to college no no they don't they're realizing that now yeah that, that that hard push you know it was the same thing when i don't know how how, how old are you uh just turned 30 so. just turned 30 okay so i'm 42 it was the same thing when i was in high school they i honestly remember them basically telling me like if you don't go to a four-year school you're gonna you're gonna struggle and you're gonna be a failure yeah and now what do we need more of people who didn't go to college just laborers yeah we need laborers if you can show up to work every day 
We will teach yeah. you. Yeah, if you got a heartbeat and you can show up every day, you can like, get a job at Lifeline. The last 10 years, if you can, oh, that's Corey, if you could drive, yep. we'll teach you everything yep. else. Or Deers. Deers. When I started Omega in 2002, I was halfway into being hired on at John Deers. It was a seven-step process with multiple interviews, written tests, computer tests, all this stuff. Buddies that I have that work there now, he says, if you got a heartbeat, you will get in. Yeah. And there's no more, you're late once during probation, you're out. The, like, you cannot find good workers. We need responsible people who are willing to work, and you don't got to have a four-year degree. So if you're out there thinking you got to go to school, that's uh, great. If you're into education, that's fine. Go for it. Yeah, but I mean, these places hiring us, go and ask if you can have a tour. I mean, yeah. They'll, I know, Lifeline probably would let you. I mean, yep, yeah. You gotta know what they do before you apply. Yeah. yeah, job shadow. That's what I tell my kids. Job shadow. If you're not sure college is right for you, start job shadowing people. Find out before you go full on into college for a certain degree. Go job shadow somebody in that field. Like yeah. get some experience, and then maybe you'll find out. Yeah, maybe I don't want to do that, or it points you in another direction. But all right, uh, let's see. Stop complaining and do something. Segment. This is one I throw out there for the younger generation. All of us older guys. And every generation does it. You complain about the younger kids. No matter how old you are, you complain about the younger generation. And now this is the one where you say, okay, grown-ups, stop complaining and do something. So if, if every kid, if every teenager in America were in your youth group and they're looking to you for wisdom, what are you going to say to them? What's your message to them? Uh, my message would be, you know, try to be outcast, like, if you're passionate about something, do it. I mean, not not if it's bad, but say, right. say you like to hunt and none of your friends like to hunt, just stay focused on that. Do that. I mean, because chances of you getting in trouble hunting if you follow the rules yeah. are yeah. slim to none. I mean, yeah. if, you know, if it's sports, it's, you know, reading a book, if, if it's yeah. anything like that, just be passionate about it. Yeah. Find something you're interested in as long as it's good and yep. be all in on it. And that'll keep you out of the, yeah, the bad I mean, stuff. I got you. It's okay to be an outcast. I yeah. Mean, you look at it now, it's you'd rather almost be alone or with just family now than yeah. when I was in high school. It was yeah. the opposite. Yeah. Alice Cooper, I always bring this up when you start talking about that kind of stuff. Alice Cooper, big hardcore rocker from back in the day. Uh, he's a big Christian now, and he'll tell you straight up. I think he just had a documentary with Harvest Church in California called Fame. And it was like him and Daryl Strawberry and some of these other high-profile celebrities and athletes and musicians from the past. And they'll tell you, like, it's not all it cracked up to be. Nope. It, it's, it was the wide road, and it got us in trouble. He goes, you need to find that narrow road. Alice Cooper says, doing a concert, getting high, getting drunk, trashing your hotel room. He goes, that's the easy part. Like, naturally, that's me doing what I want to do. He goes, you want to be a rebel? Be a Christian. Be a follower of Jesus. Deny yourself. Follow Jesus. Then you got to say no to some of those things. And he's like, yeah, getting into trouble, that's that's natural. That's yeah. not being a rebel. So, yeah, be the outcast. I like it. I like it. Okay. What about uh, this one here? What's on your phone segment? This could be the last song or podcast you listen to, the last YouTube video you watch. What's the last thing you consumed on your phone? Well, on the way here, I re-listened to a podcast. It was called uh, Shower Shoes and a Bible on the Houndsman XP podcast. It's Shower Shoes and a Bible yep. on the Houndsman XP podcast. Okay, nice. That's 
worth a listen if you want to listen to something a little different. Is it like give me just a taste of what it's about? So there's a, I don't know, this guy who does competition hunting. Okay. Like it's all he does is hunt, and uh, he went to prison for cooking meth. Got out. His dad reached out, said, "Come stay with me." Uh, I don't know, a couple of years went by. All he did was hunt. Got a dog. Uh, won nationals. Won fifty thousand dollars. I mean, okay. Just, you know, said all he had in jail or shower shoes in the Bible, and got out, and he just tried to walk straight and narrow. Do something better. Yep. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. Okay, how about movie slash book review? Do you got any favorite or recent movie or book that you'd want to share with anybody with with everybody? Uh, I don't know. I guess my favorite movie of all time would be Where the Red Fern Grows. Oh, I remember watching yep. that when we were kids in like elementary school, almost. I bet maybe middle school. Yeah, that's the one with the golden retrievers or nope, something. No, the red bones, red bone mm-hmm. coonhounds. You know, Coo- okay, he gotcha. walks the. Uh, they must live in Missouri. Walks down to Oklahoma and gets his dogs and gets okay. beat up in town. Oh my goodness, man! I can't, I remember crying for some reason. Oh, because the dogs die at the end. No, but, okay, you know, because no. he wants these dogs, and his grandpa tells him, "Well, God will meet you halfway." So he starts working and doing all these jobs. And okay, gotcha. Where the red fern grows, classics. Okay, job rundown. As fast as you can, as far back as you can, every job. Uh, my first job would be mowing lawns. Then good, good for all you kids out there. Yeah. Then uh, you know, kind of worked for my stepdad every now and then. Then in high school, I worked on a hog farm. Then I went on the road. Then I built. Oh yeah. Then I built grain bins. Yep. Then I went back working for my stepdad. Then I went to Paladin, which is now Stanley in Delhi. Okay. Uh, Artsway, uh, Neiman's, then Precision, not Lifeline. Okay. All right. Good job. All right. This is that one I was telling you that was new. My kids gave me the idea. Gen Z slang. Do you know how kids talk these yeah, days? Yeah, it's terrible. Okay. <laughs> All right. Some of these are older. They, my kids have told me, nope, Dad, we don't. Nobody uses these anymore. So, but for us, it's all the same to us. We don't know. So I'm gonna give you a few. Uh, slay. Do you know what slay. that means? Slay. I think of Shrek when he goes in and slays the dragon to save Fiona. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. So that means if you, if you slayed something, you did good. Yeah. You conquered. You you nailed it. All right. How about? I think this is one they don't use anymore. Bussin. 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 Uh, well, bussin around town. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we would think. No, I guess bussin is like if you eat something or you got good food. That that was bussin. Huh. Why? Learn How? Every day, I, I don't know. But I don't think they use it anymore. Oh. <laughs> so, so not right. hip. How about this one? This one I used on the last guest too. Gat. Gat? Like, gat. Like a gun? When, yeah, when we grew up, a gat was a gun. Yeah. Yeah, this is actually spelled a little bit different. This is G Y A T T. So you're kind of, you're not saying gat, but you're saying it fast. Gat. Yeah, no idea. That's a female rear end. No. If that woman's got the, the nice caboose. It's not a badonkadonk anymore. Well, no. Yeah, that, they're not saying that one. Nope. Nope. All right. Uh, how about uh, Riz? Riz? If, if I say you got the Riz, what does that mean? Is that like bedazzled? Like, I don't know. What do you call that? Uh, 
the 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 gun the with the charms like, with all the jewelry. <laughs> no, I don't think they're using that anymore either. Riz is like uh, I think it's short for like charisma. Like if you got the Riz, you kind of you got it. You got oh. the X factor. You got the charm. Uh, so that one, at least that I think comes from charisma. Like I can understand that one. And one I know they don't use anymore. On fleek. On fleek is that like on point like. It looks good. Yes, yeah. I think so. Like it's usually about wardrobe, and if like you, if you got your, they say fit. You got the sweet if, new camel hay dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got your outfit all put together with the shoes and the shirt and all that, they used to say, yeah, you're on fleek. I think. I don't, I'm not the expert, but okay. All right, so now we get to the big one, uh, getting to know you segment. These are kind of rapid fire questions. I will try not to jump in uh, and say a bunch of stuff. Uh, if there's some in here you don't want to do, just say, hey, I got nothing. But uh, we'll run down these, and and the audience will definitely get to know you a whole lot better by the time we were done. Uh, but if you didn't listen to part one with Bailey, go back and listen to that. Then you really find out about who he is, uh, what he went through, and, and why he's the kind of guy he is today. So, But this is more for fun. Okay, getting to know you. If you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be? Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett. Yeah, yep. this this is now or history. Sure, Davy Crockett. He's uh, you know, kind of a frontiersman. Heck yeah. Lived off the land. Yeah. You know, kind of went and helped fight in Texas. Just All right. Gotcha. All right. Uh this one I realize I should update because a million dollars just doesn't seem like a lot anymore. It should be more like ten million or a hundred million. But what would you do if you had a million dollars? Uh I'd buy some timber and nobody'd ever see me again. He'd <laughs> <laughs> go off the grid, folks. Nice. Uh, just be sure and, you know, let Bubba come back and hunt every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Just put a gate up. Uh, let's see. Top three favorite movies of all time or books. If you're a reader, you got a top three. We know where the red fern grows is number one. Yep. I'm going to say Lawless and Unforgiven with Glenn Eastwood. Lawless was the one about the prohibition, right? The brothers. Cool. And Unforgiven, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, that was awesome. Nice. All right. Uh, now, I put Christian movies in a different category. You seen any Christian movies? You got any favorites of those? Well, this might not be exactly Christian, but Hacksaw Ridge. Okay. No, you I'll know, go with he, that. Uh, yeah. Joins the military, and they yep. don't want him to join because he don't want to carry a gun. Yep. that's his belief. He was, uh, what do they call it, conscientious objector. Yep. Yeah. But then, at, you know, at the end, everybody respects him because he never gave up and kept going back. And, and he saved a yeah, lot of them guys. Did his job yeah. how he wanted to do it. Dude, I'll be honest. When I, I love military movies, uh, and I love Clint Eastwood-directed movies. And when I saw the preview for that, I was like, oh, this one's going to be a letdown. Going to be a letdown. And then I heard somebody call into the radio one day after they saw it, and they... Like, this guy was getting all choked up on the radio, and he said, you go see it. It's based on true events. Uh, Private Doss was a real guy. And he said, this guy was so emotional. He's like, you had people like this back then, and now you've got a guy sparking a movement by taking a knee during the national anthem. And he said, I dare you to go see this movie and not think if you saw that guy, if you saw anyone kneeling during the national anthem, you wouldn't slug him right in the face. And I was like, holy cow, this guy's like serious. And so then I ended up seeing it, and it's like one of my favorites. Yeah, because he, he was just not, he wanted to be the medic. He didn't want to fight. And and his own, like during boot camp, I mean, they beat the crap yeah, out of him. They wanted him just up. gone. And he ended up saving some of those guys. And I love it how like in a movie like that, 
they show like real footage. Uh, Jim, is it Jim Doss? I can't. I can't no, it's not remember. Jim Doss. It's uh, I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, private doc, he like talks at the end of it. It's real actual footage. Well, and people that were there talk and yeah. how thankful they were for him. For him, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Hacksaw Ridge. Wow, it was good. Yeah, Vince Vaughn's in that. A couple other guys you recognize. And then, uh, yeah, Andrew Garfield. So, yeah, go check that out, guys. You got any more? Or was that it? That oh, was... I think that was it. Okay, that's good. Uh, how about favorite song? Either just favorite song or like a workout song or one to get your blood going. Uh, favorite or... song right now is probably Sold Out by Hardy. Sold Out by Hardy. Yep. I'm going to have to look that up. I don't know what that one is. Is that like newer? Yeah, it's newer. Okay. It's, I don't know. It's kind of off his rock album, I guess. So it's like, it's just straight rock? It's not like country? It's kind of country rock. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, give me one for each of these. Dream job, worst job. Uh, my dream job would probably be a dog trainer. Okay. Worst job was probably the hog farm. <laughs> yeah. Now that doesn't sound that too appealing. stink just sticks on you. Yep. Yep. We were looking at buying a house off of Highway 3, uh, one of the few acreages that didn't work out, thank goodness. And yeah, they had a separate washer and dryer downstairs in the basement. And I was like, what's that for? And they're like, oh, that's just for his clothes when he comes in from the hog building. I was like, ah. Yeah, you can take that with you. Yep. We we don't need it. It's tough stuff. Okay, first car, worst car. Kind of same uh, thing. 95 Chevy Blazer. 95 Blazer. Okay. Would be, yeah, my first and probably the worst. <laughs> okay, yeah, sometimes it works out to be yep. the same one. Is that the one you wrecked? Oh, yeah. Okay. That thing, my buddy said it been through every ditch in Fayette County. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's cool. All right, uh, favorite restaurant or fast food? What do you like to eat? Uh, so my favorite restaurant would actually be Moose Jaw in Wisconsin Dells. Okay. The uh, best ribs I ever had uh, around here would be Dairy Queen. Heck yeah. Yeah, nice. Moose Jaw in the Dells. Okay. All right, now this one, Cookie had a lot of fun with this one. If you're on death row, tomorrow's the day. That night before, you get a last meal. If that's you, what's your last meal? You uh, have anything you want. Mine's pretty simple because I love ice cream. So okay. we're going to have some ice cream and cookie dough. <laughs> yep, that's, that's probably my go-to. All right. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Let's see here. Favorite sports teams or athletes? So athletes would uh, be Travis Pastrana and Brian Deegan. Okay, Pastrana. Why does that sound familiar? Uh, X first Games person type to stuff? do the double backflip on dirt bike. On a dirt bike, yeah. Yep. Okay, there well, we go. Both of them are like X Games, you know, the freestyle. They yep. kind of help get that to where it is now. Yeah. And you know, Travis Pastrana was the nerd. Brian Deegan was like, you know, wearing all black, smoking heavy okay. metal. Okay. You know, and they just kind of. Yeah, I remember when X Games and any of them kind of extreme sports were like just breaking on in the late 90s. Yep. Like on ESPN. But, you know, they both went from dirt bikes to rally cars. Oh, to, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're above and beyond what you should do in probably any vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they push the limits. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Okay, childhood idol, even though I'm on the record, idols aren't good. Don't don't call anyone an idol. They're, they're going to let you down. Um, but do you got anybody you kind of idolized when you were a kid? Oh, my grandpa. Nice, nice. If you want to know why, go back and listen to part one. Grandpa was always there trying to speak truth and, and be a good mentor to Bailey. So 
Good job, Grandpa. Uh, favorite cartoons when you were a kid? Uh, Rugrats. Then I, <laughs> then I think it was called Rocket Power. Rocket Power? I don't remember that one. Rugrats, I definitely remember. So do my kid. You just went up a notch in my kid's book, for sure. <laughs> All right. Most embarrassing moment or the dumbest thing you ever did? I'd say outrunning the cops. Yeah, that was dumb. Yep, inexpensive. That was dumb. Wow. Yep, I will agree with you on that. That's pretty bad. Okay, what do we got next? Uh, one thing you did this past summer. So on my birthday, I actually went to my buddy's house in Postville because I built him a lanyard for his Garmin. And I didn't tell Kayla, but I bought a puppy for Colton. Okay. So we trained his, you know, him and his puppy this summer. All right, <laughs> you got to back up. A lanyard for his Garmin. Yep, so Garmin's like your GPS device okay. for your yep. dogs. Well, everybody drops them. And they're expensive. So, so, like, the dog wears it on his collar? No, and the you dog will have a collar, a GPS collar, and then you have, and you got, you okay. have, you have the remote. So, it built a lanyard out of paracord. So, he can't. Yeah, so you yeah. just put it on like a necklace. and. Okay, gotcha. Cool, cool. All right. And what are you looking forward to this winter as it's snowing right now, or it was? Uh, coon hunting. Coon hunting. Believe it or not, I went out last night and yeah. walked around, and I didn't need a light. <laughs> but Man. it's just peaceful. Yeah, good therapy. All right. In your opinion, what's the number one problem we face today? Uh, coddling kids and okay. rude people. Coddling kids and rude people. I mean, right. people don't let their kids go outside and get dirty, fall down and yeah. get hurt. It's like, well, it's not your problem. Well, it probably yeah. was your kid's fault. If you <laughs> if you listen, the last guy I had on was a school teacher up in Denver, and he said one of the main problems is we don't let our kids fail anymore. Yeah, I mean, like. That that that's where you learn a lot of stuff. They'll bring it back around. I watched the Travis Pastrana documentary. Uh huh. His parents say we never told him no. Like he wanted to do something, even if he failed, we let him let do him it. do it. Yeah. And okay. Just, that's kind of how I'm going about it. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but you'll find out. I mean, yeah, it can be wild. You better be tough. Yeah. All right. Number one thing we got going for us. Kind of change direction. There still is good people. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at work, sit around, we all talk, you know. Yeah. Just, they're still good in people. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, who do you like in the current presidential race? And just a reminder to everybody, this is the What Is Up podcast, where we can have different opinions. It doesn't mean you got to change the channel. You got to hate somebody. This is the way it used to be. You didn't have to hate people because you had differences of opinion. So I know as soon as you hear that presidential race or politics, it's like, oh, oh, you can't talk about that. Yes, you can. It's okay. And you can still be friends. You can still get along and have your own views. It's all right. So I like Trump, but I think we went too far left and too far right. Kinda okay. Need a, we need to meet in the middle. Okay. I mean, sure, sure. Try something different. Gotcha. See how easy that was? Not hard at all. Okay. Who was your favorite Robertson from Duck Dynasty? I like Jace. Jace was a man. Yeah, he was a man. And he's on their podcast almost every episode. So he's he's good. And he's, dude, he's super smart. Sometimes he just talks all the time, and he doesn't let Phil or Al get in there. And it's Have like, you heard me at work? Sometimes <laughs> I just talk all the time. <laughs> man. Yeah, he's he's cool. All right. Uh, this is one thing. Now, I've never met your, your girlfriend, but this is going to apply to her. Um, she can thank me later. What's one thing you love or appreciate about your girlfriend? Uh, 
she's always been there. Uh, you know, she's helped me get through a lot. Yeah. You know, kind of helped me quit drinking, helped me quit smoking. Uh, I don't know, for some reason, she still sees the good in me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it, man. Good deal. Okay. Uh, best memory from church? You got one of those? I'd say finishing confirmation. Finishing confirmation. Went through the classes, learned some stuff. Yep. Good. Good. All right. Are you in the Bible right now? Do you got something you're reading, a certain part you're at? Uh, I kind of lost my way in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you can never go wrong with just starting right there in the New Testament. Just look to Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those are all just the different accounts of Jesus' life. Start there. You know, that's what I recommend to people. That's the guys on the Unashamed podcast. They're there. They say, just stay there. Just keep reading them over. And it's like, well, at some point you got to start learning the other stuff too. It's good. But the the best thing, best recommendation is just go with Jesus. Um, I like Romans. Romans is real popular right now. When you want to start looking at culture and issues in culture and things like that, go to the book of Romans. Some of the same stuff we're dealing with today was going on back then. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, gives clear instruction on how to handle things the right way. Uh, whether you whether we agree with it or not, that's the right way. So, yeah, get back in it. All right. Uh, have you ever had a moment where you knew God was speaking to you or kind of like nudging you in a certain direction or something? Uh, after my OWI, then when Colton was born, hit me kind of hard. Yeah. I mean, it's time to, to straighten up. To keep up. going and keep uh, doing better, you know, yeah. be the path that I'm on. And... Yep. Yep. Yeah, because as dads, man, we got biblical responsibilities to our kids some people don't want to admit that or maybe they never read that part of the bible but yeah it it tells us to raise our kids the right way and it's it's not on the mom there's certain things that are just on the dad you got to be the spiritual leader of your house so all right now this one i'm kind of nervous near-death experience or kind of the most dangerous thing although i think i know where you're going with this one uh say I went to Vogue City Truck Cruise one year. Okay. And on the way home, I wasn't driving, but my truck got rolled. I fell out the window, kind of slid with the truck. Oh. Then uh, the summer I built grain bins. We were on a gravel road, and I look up, and there's a trailer. Is that a stop sign? I hit that, got hit, got hit, and I got out. And there's still one more car coming. And, yeah, I seen that. Oh, my Almost goodness. Almost me. <laughs> yeah, wow. it's, it's pretty bad. Man, yeah, that would that would scare you. Whew. All right, past injuries or surgeries? I think this is a new one. Uh, I don't remember how old I was. I was pretty little. My sister put a Q-tip in my ear. I bounced off the couch and ruptured my eardrum. Oh, so wow. A, I'd have two ear surgeries. The first one failed. Then the second one, they ended up taking a vein out of my arm and putting it in my ear. What? To create a new eardrum. Yeah. So. Wow. Is your hearing like? No, it's, it's out not. of that ear. It's pretty bad. Oh, but, man. Yes. That's probably at, why I didn't do that great in school. <laughs> no I kidding. Mean, Look at that. So all, George Bailey, he had that bad ear from It's a Wonderful Life. Bailey, see the connection yeah. there? All right. I'm all, I'm, it's, it's past Thanksgiving, so I'm full on in Christmas mode. I'm thinking, thinking Christmas. Okay. This is a good one. If you could delete one thing from the world, what would it be? I'd say politics. Just politics. People just live their life and okay, okay. Get talk about things. I mean, 
it would make government a lot more simple, or we'd have we'd have to find a way to make it simple if you yeah, take the politics yeah. out of it. Okay. Just because something works on the East Coast doesn't mean it's yeah, necessarily yeah. going to work on the West Coast yeah. or in the middle. I mean, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's an interesting question. That's that's you can go any way with that one. All right, if you could play any instrument, what would it be? So Colton just got a guitar, and he's been playing it. And he'll hand it to me. I suck, but yeah, playing yeah. guitar would be pretty cool. Yeah, acoustic guitar. Yep. Oh, yeah. Something sounds really good about them things. Okay. Hidden talent or something most people don't know about you? Uh, I don't know. I build lanyards and stuff out of paracord. Okay. Just... Like you know how to wrap the paracord to make it into a yeah. a lanyard type yep. thing? Just something okay. I picked up when I quit drinking. To, to keep those hands yeah. busy. That's <laughs> what it is. Busy, I know. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, I've seen guys take that stuff and wrap like uh wrap like knife handles with yep. it. There's a certain way to tie it to start and then you just yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've watched some videos on that. Okay. That's the, that's the fun stuff. Let's get into the uh the final segment which is called the what is up segment. That is what this podcast is all about. We can talk about issues or certain things. Some are funny, some are serious. Uh, and we just are going to get opinions on that. So we're going to start with what is up with the Oliver Anthony song. I don't know what that was. Was that this summer? Yeah. I mean, so it's been months ago. That Oliver Anthony song, Rich Men, North of Richmond, uh, just took off out of nowhere. What's your opinion on that song or why it was such I a I loved hit? it. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, old-timey guitar. He was just out in his yard with his dogs. Yeah. But, I mean, it spoke a lot of truth and i think it opened up a lot of eyes yeah yeah it sounded kind of good yeah like you said it's kind of old-fashioned because at some points yeah yeah and then he was almost just screaming but not passionate yeah what he was saying yeah and he really i mean he ran the the tour with that thing uh he ended up getting on like the joe rogan podcast and different and he brought his bible on there with joe to like point some truth to him and and yeah he and he had you'd think he was just some dumb idiot or something but he really wasn't like he understood what he believed and why he believed it and, and if you can articulate that to people that's that's all people can ask for yeah him. i mean he turned down an eight million dollar music deal i mean yeah it's got a yeah and they say like he'll he'll hang around after shows to make sure everyone who wants to talk to him gets to talk to him yeah like, I mean, that's just who he's always been it's not going to change so yeah that was he had his 15 minutes and, and made a pretty big statement. Yeah, we're fast. being different stood out. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of that stuff was personal, too. He was talking about people in the mines and different things in that area. And just, uh, he wasn't just, you know, he wasn't just, uh, what's the word? He wasn't, you know, like the activists today. They just, man, they just, the loudest, the craziest, you know, the most pounded, destructive. Yeah. Pounded India. He like, just. He had a song, and he was willing to talk about it and talk about his opinions and his views and all. And it, and it wasn't just, I'm going to spout all this stuff, and I'm not going to say anything else, you know. And just, or... Yeah, and he wasn't doing it to get clicks or to sell records or, or nothing. That was that was pretty cool. So if you, if you miss that train, go back and look it up. The Oliver Anthony song, Rich Men North of Richmond. Uh, okay. Now this is one you brought up. Uh, hunting in the outdoors, becoming mainstream what what's what's up with that so see on facebook all the time you know a kid or somebody will shoot a deer that's small people will be yep. like, oh should have let it grown you or you should have passed it's like that's 
maybe that's that person's first deer. Yeah. They can go up from there. They Maybe they're just putting food on the table, and that's what came by, you know. Yep. You know, every time you go hunting, it's not like, well, you can go to Walmart and buy the movie on. I mean. No. That's that's private property with food plots, and yeah. the only time they go in there is the deer hunt. Yeah. But, that That's getting. That ain't hunting. Oh, yeah. People that do that stuff, they know they're going to get a deer. It's just how big. Yep. And then, like, when I go ask permission to coon hunt, I'm like, oh, I'll scare my deer away. It's like, well, the deer actually don't care. You know, and then, yeah. like, start talking to people about coon hunting. They don't know about the competitions or people going to hunt for $100,000 or a new yeah. truck. Yeah. But the one podcast I listen to, they're actually going to start streaming some of this stuff. And, okay. I mean, there's good and bad in both of it, but, yeah. like, if you have a question about something, find somebody and go with them or, yeah. you know, sit down and talk about it. Not, oh, nope, them dogs. It's like, well. There's more out there that's going to run a deer than... Yeah, educate yourself <laughs> yep. a little bit. Sure, sure. And I mean, I don't know. I'll I... be proud of what you harvest, too, I guess. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. back in the day, you see a lot of people out squirrel hunting. and Oh, I, yeah. I don't think you see that much anymore, either. I mean... No. Squirrel or rabbit, no. Now that the pheasants have kind of come back, that's about the only small game I hear about people taking anymore. Yeah. But... Yeah, that's... Yeah, I follow uh, Trophy Bucks of Iowa. They're out of Des Moines. And, uh, I mean, they know how to do, they know how to manage land and they're good at it. But when it comes use season, they're every kid who sends them, a, it don't matter if it's a doe or what they're, they're posting it. Cause they understand getting kids interested in the outdoors. That's, that's the goal to keep, you know, keep this stuff going. Yeah. We need to do more of that conservation know? and yeah, yeah, that's, and so they always take kids out for youth hunts on their nice property that they've spent, you know, thousands of dollars managing, um yeah it's it's good look them up trophy bucks of iowa that's good stuff so okay how about this topic you said you wanted to talk about step parents what is up with step parents stepping up and and taking in a role raising kids that that were not necessarily born to them well uh yes i don't know if i can say this but my stepdad was kind of a hard ass <laughs> growing up I mean, <laughs> I mean but he was always there you know he helped coach baseball he Helped me get ready to go to wrestling, you know, yeah. wrestling practice. Yeah. Uh, took me on my first deer hunt, you know, took me deer hunting. Yeah. You know, he's just always there, even though he didn't have to be, you know, dealing with snotty kids that yep. were his. Yep. But, you know, even like today, you know, go down to the shop, hang out. Somebody be like, who's that? He's like, oh, that's my son. It's like, well, don't really affect you, I guess, until you have kids or yeah. whatever. It's just. Yeah, appreciate that you have somebody there to push you, even though you might not respect it. Yeah, yeah. When you're being pushed, but yeah, yeah, I can remember as a kid, same deal. You kind of look to your stepdad, and it's like, oh yeah, you're, you're not my real dad. But it's it's a tough situation. It's not the way you know. It's not the ideal design for family. But yeah, I mean, I got my stepdad's last name. Yeah. I changed it when I was. 14 i think going into my freshman year and and he must have been a heck of a guy if i'm going to change my last name uh to see him and knowing that's going to be you're going to get a little bit of pushback on that especially during the high school years but uh that girl only made fun of me one time and she learned her lesson no, yeah. I'm, I'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> I, <don't> <laughs> I didn't beat up any girls but yeah I guess it's just kind of hard you know just understanding how someone can you know be there to push you and motivate you 
you know, and yeah. deal with all your crap, even though. Yeah. Nope. I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. You got a lot more respect for him now than you do oh, when yeah. you're a I kid. Mean, yep. Good and bad. I mean, he's always been there, you know, him and my mom. Yeah. Whether, whether or not it was right or wrong by me, they're always there to support me. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Okay. Our last one overturning of Roe versus Wade. Don't turn the station. Don't get all bent out of shape. Everyone can have an opinion on this. It's okay. Uh, me and Bailey don't agree 100% on this thing. And look, we're sitting in the same room. It's perfectly fine. Don't listen to that narrative that says we're enemies if we don't agree. Okay? Um, it's kind of like we talked about before. Uh, sometimes you just got to educate yourself a little bit. Some people, I've, I saw people, and I know it's tougher with social media these days. Stuff gets out there. People don't educate themselves. They see it on social media, and they think, oh, this is truth, when it might not be. The overturning of Roe versus Wade, which gave federal access to abortion, when they overturned that, it didn't ban abortion access. It didn't ban it. It kicks it back down to the states for the states to each individually decide by vote what they want their states laws to be. So it actually, when people said, we're losing our democracy because of this, that's completely inaccurate. It's making it more democratic because it's kicking it down to the states instead of being a sweeping federal law, either for or against. And now each state gets to determine by vote what their stance is on it. So we both agree on that part of it. And I just kind of want to get people to understand if they've never thought of it that way, that that's actually the facts when you look at it. Overturning Roe versus Wade did not ban abortion. Um, so what's your opinions on it? Uh, as you sit here today? Well, I'd say, you know, the woman should have the choice, you know, if she was raped or if it was incest or, you know, danger to her or the child. Right. But, you know, I think if you're some young kid and you get pregnant, that's that's your responsibility. Okay. If you get jumped in an alley by somebody, that's probably, you know, a decision that would have to be made. Okay. But if you're going to... You know, go out and play in the road and get hit. Whose right. fault is it? You know, right. I mean. And that's that's the bit when you start looking at the numbers of things, they always come in and say ninety nine to to ninety seven. I've heard them as low as ninety seven, but usually ninety nine percent of abortions are what you're what you're saying. It's it's just unwanted pregnancy. It's the one percent include the rape incest uh, or threatening of the life of the mother Um, which then the threatening of the life of the mother you start getting into it's a procedure to save the mother's life kind of thing and you start having and those are these are all tough conversations to have I get that and if people can kind of be honest about that going in then you learn okay we can actually talk about it we don't have to burn down crisis crisis pregnancy centers or you know whatever it's you don't have to blow it out of, you don't have to get things out of control. You can actually talk to the issue and people can state why they believe what they believe. But if 90 some percent of abortions are just unwanted pregnancies, I mean, yeah, I would, I would say if I believe life begins at conception, let's, yeah, eliminate all those. Those kids have to be born. You can't, you can't, like live action is this pro-life uh, organization and they do such good stuff. If you haven't checked them out, guys, Check them out, liveaction.org. 
Lila Rose was this 14-year-old girl who started this pro-life ministry, and they do such good stuff. They use parody videos. They use humor. Uh, she goes on podcasts. They, they do some of their videos actually show you what some of these abortions, uh, they don't show it like. Sometimes they do put real pictures on there, and it's graphic, but not very often. But they show animated pictures of what some of these abortion procedures actually do. And you start to find out that Planned Parenthood, uh, they're not honest about some of this stuff. And Planned Parenthood is obviously the biggest abortion provider. And it's like, my goodness, from the beginning, Planned Parenthood had roots that were, were bad. They were all going into these minority neighborhoods, because of their founder, Margaret Sanger, she was just a flat-out racist who was into eugenics. And she said, you know, African-Americans, we need to stop them from, from multiplying. And so that's, that's where they went, was into the minority neighborhoods. So Planned Parenthood has bad roots, and I think they've tried to, like, publicly distance themselves from that. But then I start to see as abortion access, as abortion laws in states get stricter and stricter, they don't stay in those areas and provide all the other aspects of prenatal care. If they can't provide an abortion, they're likely to close down. And so that caught my eyes. And I'm like, well, why? If you're a crisis pregnancy center, if you're there for the mother, just because you can no longer offer an abortion after a heartbeat in Iowa or wherever, why are they more likely to start closing down and not offering services? And then you look at Abby Johnson, she used to work there. Uh, she was a clinic director, and she left, and now she's since spoken out about Planned Parenthood, and she says it's because they won't make money. Abortion is where the money is. So I'm not a supporter of Planned Parenthood. I'm a supporter of all the actual pro-life pregnancy resource centers, and I'm willing to talk about, okay, what about that 1%? What about that 1% where a woman comes in, and she's been raped, and she doesn't want that baby? Or it was incest, or it's you know, threatens the life of the mom, like we were talking earlier, and I think they call it an ectopic pregnancy, where the where the uh, egg, like, implants, instead of being in the uterus, it's like in the tube. Uh, that threatens the life of the mother. That's a serious deal, and you got And so those conversations need to be had then, and those are tough, and I get that. Those are the conversations that need to be had. We don't just need to say instantly it's take the life of the baby because I believe it's already a baby. Once it's a fertilized egg, that baby's DNA is the same, whether it's still in the womb or a 90-year-old person, you know, it doesn't matter. It's it's a human being. It's already starting to develop. But uh, the rape and incest thing, that's another tough one because everybody knows I'm always following, you know, people and encouraging stories and things. And, and I love hearing testimonies like you turning away from drinking or Cookie turning away from meth or... Um, you know, just, just different encouraging stories of people finding their way in life. And I come across these pro-life stories of people who were products of their mom being raped or something like that, and their mom chose life, put them up for adoption. And those adults now are, like, so thankful they had a gift of life. And it's like, well, it's hard for me to justify then. I... Like, I want, I do not want anyone to be raped. I would hate that to be my kid. I would hate that to be my wife. But I don't think taking the life of that baby makes that situation better. I know it makes it hard on the mom. I get it. And that's a tough conversation to have, a tough choice to make. But I don't think that kid would regret, you know, I don't think that kid regrets being born, even though their dad uh, was a rapist. When I read their testimonies, 
they're, they're sad about that, but they are glad they are alive. So they're tough conversations that need to be had, but it's weird to me that the side that's for abortion and the side that's against abortion, uh, the side that's for it would never come and talk about the 99% of getting rid of that 99%. Like you say, if, if you're going to play, that's it. That, the Supreme Court, by overturning Roe versus Wade, does not make you pregnant. Us sleeping with other people, that makes us that, that gives us the chance of being pregnant. And that's one of the live-action parody videos, is they do a whole thing with the Supreme Court. They do the whole thing with uh, the abortion pill which is just an evil, evil thing. And, you know, they show this young kid coming up to the counter to get this abortion pill or whatever. And then they start asking all these questions about, well, is it organic? Because I don't put any synthetic substances in my body. And she's like, uh, it's a drug. Uh, yes, it's synthetic. It's it's going to cause you to go. And it's, there's nothing natural about And it's just super, I'm not going to say funny, but it's parody. And it gets people to think about the absurdity of some of the arguments we make sometimes. So, and you got to take a class to pretty much do anything in today's world. I mean, if you want a driver's license, CDL. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you got to pass a drug test to go to work. I mean, yep. Before you have an abortion, you should have to sit down and take a class. Right, you right. Know, you can have the abortion. You can choose adoption. We yeah. can find you somebody that would take this child. Yep. I mean. Yeah, just a little more education on yeah. what your options are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just because you're 18 and you're pregnant doesn't mean you should get rid of it just because you think, I mean. Because you're not it's ready. It's not like going out and buying a puppy. I mean, yep. you chose to do them actions. Yep. Maybe it would change your life for the better. Right. I mean. Right. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's that's true. Big time. And that's, I mean, that's, I support different things or follow different ministries. Uh, there's one, there's a couple of them. Preborn is what it's called, and Operation Ultrasound. They pay for these ultrasound and sonogram machines to go into these clinics because they find out a mother just like that, say she's young or whatever, and she's just not ready, and, and she got pregnant, and she's thinking abortion. When they have a free ultrasound at their disposal, and they realize they're whatever, 12 weeks along, whatever, and there's a heartbeat, and they can see that baby in there, they, they choose life. Overwhelmingly, they choose life because here they've been told— whether it was Planned Parenthood or whoever, that it's just a clump of cells or tissue. Like, medically and scientifically, we're beyond that. Go spend 10 minutes on the live-action website, and you will find out how much a fertilized egg, how much it develops, and how quickly. I mean, it's a human being instantly. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just educate yourselves a little bit. That's, that's kind of, I think, the point you're making, like, a little bit of education goes a long way. And and that and that tells us the pro life community, we need to step up. We need to make sure these these pregnancy centers and these, you know, these places have the resources and that the churches and the Christians are doing what the Bible says, supporting the widows and the orphans. And, you know, and maybe that means we need to be involved uh in the foster system and the adoption system, all that stuff. But we need to be there as well. You can't just talk the talk, you gotta walk it. And, and that's tough. But my last guest, Dan Cooper, he's in the foster care system just for that reason. You know, he had special people. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. So if you guys got opinions on something like that, that's probably the most serious one uh, that we have talked about to date. And I honestly thought when I started this podcast, I thought these kinds of topics, when we get to the end of the podcast, we're going to be a kind of a regular thing. 
and every guest has kind of shied away from some of the more serious ones, but Bailey comes on and he's willing to talk a little bit about his opinions on it, even if it's a little bit different than mine. And that's a good thing. And life goes on. So if you've got an opinion on on that or anything we talked about today, but especially on the overturning of Roe versus Wade on pro-life versus pro-choice issues, uh, why don't you, you can email me. I can give you some of my resources. Uh, you can go to live action. You can check out preborn, operation ultrasound, any of these things. Just get a little more. Maybe you're kind of opening the door to saying, okay, what's the other side? What's their argument? Uh, there's nothing wrong with searching for truth, debating ideas, debating opinions, things like that. Uh, it's always a good thing. So, okay, Bailey, I got to thank you for coming on, hey, dude. thank you. You did good. And like I said, this this podcast was supposed to be just real people talking real life, the ups and downs, the high, and it doesn't get any more down to earth and real than a good old boy, coon hunting, former alcoholic like Bailey Sheffert. So... Uh, I do not need to have famous people with these dramatic backgrounds. This, this is as real as it gets. I bet you 95% of my audience can relate to your your upbringing. So, so to my audience, if you catch yourself looking around and you're asking yourself, what is up with this or what is up with that? I, for me, recently, it's been seeing people, mostly young people but not all, posting videos of themselves agreeing with Osama bin Laden's letter to America, in which he explains why he attacked innocent Americans on 9-11. What? Come on, man. You cannot agree with that. I'm not saying America is always on the up and up and America's foreign policy has always been on the straight and narrow. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm not that naive. I get it. But you're actually agreeing with Osama bin Laden that it he was justified in what he did on 9-11, that scares me. It angers me, and it scares me that there's people bragging about that and then saying, hey, you got to go read this letter. He was right. You're never right to take an innocent life. And I'll go to my grave saying that, okay? Are you seeing things like that, and you're wondering, how can that be? Why are things the way they are? I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it. The answers you're looking for, they can't be found down here. Everywhere you turn, somebody's going to give you a different answer. You want truth. You want real answers. you got to look to God and his word, and he will truly show you what is up. I've been on both sides, and I think the Bible still gives the best answers to why the world is the way it is and why we as human beings are the way we are, why we struggle with certain things, why we do the things we don't want to do, and why we... Don't do the things we know we should do. It's, it's really quite simple. We're all messed up, and we need some help. There's none righteous, no, not one. The Bible says we've all sinned and fall short, and Jesus is the way to fix that. Jesus said you must be born again. No matter what we've done in our past or what we're struggling with right now, he is there for us, and it's a gift. You can't earn it. You, there's nothing you can do to earn it. In Ephesians chapter 2, he says it is a gift from God. It's not of yourselves, lest no man boast, okay? It's what Jesus did for us, and he's the only way. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. There, there's no way to earn it. There's no, your father, minister, preacher, pastor, your grandparent. No, it's, that's not it. It's your relationship with Jesus. You got to answer that question someday to you who is Jesus. It's all on you. 
So if you need more help or or you want to know more, you, you can come to my church any Sunday, First Baptist Church in Dunkerton. You can check us out online uh, on our Facebook live stream if you're not in the area. Or you can leave me a comment in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube, or you can send me an email at the what is up podcast at gmail.com. I'll personally share the gospel with you. I'll give you any resources I can to help you get a real understanding if you're searching for, for answers, okay? And you can know for sure that God is real, that he loves you, and he wants a relationship with you, okay? If you haven't figured it out by now, there's nothing on this earth we should put our hope in. There's no person, no preacher, no politician, no philosophy, no Marxism, no none of that stuff, no ideology, okay? We got to look up. So if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to follow it, leave a five-star review. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and like it, leave a comment. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more info, insights, maybe even wisdom, dare I say wisdom? I don't know. And maybe even some more giveaways. I know you want one of our shirts. Bailey can't take his eyes off of it. He's ready to get his free t-shirt, okay? And then share it on your social media with everyone you know. I had one friend that I noticed actually posted something about this podcast on their social media. So it was there for all their friends to see. And it was super cool. So I even got her a little... uh, peacock figurine made out of sheet metal type or tin something like that it was really really cute so i got it for her just for doing that i welcome feedback questions comments even criticism so send me that email uh i really thank you for listening i hope it encouraged you and lord willing i'll talk to you on the next one